Welcome to the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. On this podcast, you will feel empowered to release the feelings of shame, trauma, isolation, and sense of loss that can often come from a difficult marriage, painful breakup, and divorce. You will be given the insights and inspiration you need to love yourself fiercely, be sure of your worthiness, and to handle the challenges of post-divorce life with strength and humor. Hi, everyone. This is Tiffany Kane, your host of the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. And you are with me today for a an episode of Tiffany's Titillating Talks. And I have a special thing to talk to you about. Today is a little bit of a special episode. Um, it's actually going to be a fundraising episode. I will link the Patreon account in the bottom in the show notes, um, so that if you want to donate to the cause today, you certainly can. I will also be donating a dollar for every listen, plus I'm going to be putting my own money in um, on top of that to this cause. So this is a cause near and dear to my heart. And it's in the news a lot lately. So um, the, the cause is domestic violence. And it's in the news right now because a young woman named Gabby was found dead and the lead sub, uh, suspect in her murder is her boyfriend. And so domestic violence has become a uh, topic in the media and violence against women has become a topic in the media. And over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be bringing in some special guests and some specialists to talk about toxic relationships and to talk about um, looking at the cultural perspective of um, violence against women in different cultures and why our society um, covers some some violence differently than they cover others. Um, sometimes there is a, a cultural component on whose death gets covered, whose violence gets covered, and so and how it gets covered. So we're going to be exploring that a little bit more. We're going to be talking about some kind of hard things. And this is actually really important to me, really near and dear to my heart. And so... I have major butterflies in my stomach right now, um, but I'm going to open up to you and tell you a little bit about my story, and I'm hoping that me opening up and talking about my story helps you to open up and talk about your story a little bit more, and I hope it provides us all with more strength, strength knowing that we're here for each other and that we're all in this together. And also strength for raising our children, raising daughters that hopefully never experienced domestic violence because we raised them with the strength and the self-love and the self-care that perhaps we didn't have ourselves, and that we raise better boys, boys that will be kinder and more compassionate and more loving to women and not have the... um you know, the the poison of uh, toxic masculinity because we can do a better job raising our boys. 
So that's my goal with this episode today. And I definitely want to let you know before I start talking that, you know, this may trigger some of you. So listen kindly, listen in a safe space, and um, keep your heart and your mind and your soul safe as you listen. But please know that I'm going to talk about this topic with compassion and empathy and connection and with the goal of healing, not the goal of um, reopening old wounds. So I was in a relationship for 19 years. We were married for 15. We had two beautiful children. I've talked about my kids on previous episodes, and and I've shared some of my story um, in little bits and pieces in previous episodes. You may have been able to gather a little bit that, well, hopefully you've gathered a lot, that it was a difficult marriage. We we didn't bring out the best in each other. And while there were really, really good qualities about him, he was definitely raised in a time and a place and a society and a culture where I think his needs weren't met in the way he needed them met. And so there was um, toxic masculinity on his part and he took it out on me in, um, abusive kind of of ways. So I want to talk about abuse and I want to talk about what it looks like. A lot of times what we see in TV and movies and on the news are the super salacious, insane abuse that either ends in a woman being killed or ends in a woman having very serious injuries um, where she's in the hospital with broken bones and um, her face looking like it was used as a punching bag. You know, we we are used to seeing that kind of stuff when domestic violence is portrayed in the media. And so I think that does a disservice to us. Those things do happen and they are absolutely horrible. But by the time the violence escalates to that point, a woman has endured much more insidious types of domestic violence. Very rarely does a man just walk in and hit a woman. It escalates to that point. And if we can know the signs, know the red flags, and trust ourselves enough to say, this isn't right, this isn't okay, and I deserve better than this, then we can do better. So back to me. Uh, It started very small with me, um, what a lot of people would call gaslighting. And gaslighting is definitely a type of abuse. It is a very um, emotional and mental abuse because you're told over and over again that what you're experiencing is not true, that it's that never happened. And we would be in situations where I would be crying and upset and and letting him know this is, you know, your actions hurt me. And he would literally say, I never said that. I never did that you're remembering this wrong. You're crazy. You're making this up. And he would say those types of things over and over again to the point where I did wonder, am I overly dramatic? Am I making this up? Am I creating problems where there are no problems? Am I 
um, imagining all of this. And, and you do, you do start to think that you are crazy and, and it starts small. It starts in really small little ways with very small moments of, no, I never said that. No, I never did that. Oh, you're, you're not remembering that correctly. Very small. And then it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it escalates and it becomes constant. And so gaslighting is a really terrible form of abuse because you don't really realize it. You truly take it onto yourself and feel like you are crazy, even though you have evidence, even though you know that it happened, whether you have pictures or recording or whatever, it you will be told it didn't happen. Other types of abuse are being told uh, things against your character, um, being told that you're stupid, that you're ugly. I was told many times that I wasn't pretty, that I wasn't beautiful, that I was very lucky that he married me, that he saved my life, that I wouldn't be anybody without him, you know, and things like that. So constantly being told that you're not good enough. I was told I wasn't a good enough mom. Um, I'm not going to go into a ton of detail because I don't want to reopen old wounds. <laughs> my heart is racing and and sometimes just talking about it a little bit is enough. Um, I want to talk from a place of healing not from a place of ripping open old scars. Abuse can look like, um, well, even with, with intimate partners, there's sexual abuse. It can look like being forced into sexual acts that, that you don't want to do and that you're not comfortable with or, or in a, having sex in a time when you don't want it and you don't feel good with it. Um, intimate partner abuse can be um, ignoring, completely ignoring, not answering your calls, being being gone for hours at a time and not giving any reason why they're gone and not answering your texts or your calls, um, being in the same house as you and pretending that you don't live, pretending that you don't exist there walking past you in the hall and not acknowledging your existence, that's a type of abuse. You feel less than human. Um, anyway, we could go on. So there's so many types of abuse that are not visible, but cause immense damage to your psyche, to your emotions, to your mental state. And then we get into the physical abuse. And it can be little things. It can be a shove. It can be a push. It can be just being knocked into. It can be escalate from there into a punch or a kick. Very rarely do they actually leave bruises, you guys. Very rarely. And when these incidents are brought up, oftentimes... The woman will be told, that never happened. I never pushed you. I didn't shove you. I didn't 
punch you. I didn't kick you. I didn't do any of those things. And so then you have the physical abuse with the gaslighting on top of it, and you do truly start to feel crazy. So I want to acknowledge for each of you that are listening that those of you that may have been in an abusive situation somewhere on the abuse spectrum, you don't have to compare yourself to anybody else that has experienced abuse. You don't have to have visible bruises. You don't have to have broken bones. You don't have to have had a situation that escalates into calling the police for it to be abuse. Whenever you are treated as less than human, whenever your emotions, your heart, your mind, your physical body is not cared for, then that is abusive. And you don't have to stand up for it. But you're also not alone. You're not alone. That was something I had so much shame around. I had no idea. I'm a college-educated woman. I have a professional career. Uh, I live in a middle-class community. I had so much shame around how I was being treated. And I honestly didn't know things could be any other way. I think because I was raised in a very religious community and I was raised to believe the man was the head of the household and women were subservient to men and that we were the caretakers of the home and the caretakers of the children and the caretakers of the husband and we were the co-pilot while he was the pilot, um, that I had to be in deference to my husband. I think I just thought this was the way it was. I wasn't allowed to date growing up. If you did date, it was for the sole purpose of getting married. So it wasn't like you could date and find what fits with you and what worked. You literally dated with the goal of getting married in mind. And it almost didn't matter who you married, just as long as you got married. (laughs) So I think that set me up to not realize what was happening to me until it was just too late. Although it's never too late. It's never too late. I remember talking to my dad and telling him what was going on and opening up. And he told me that I needed to call a hotline and I needed to share my story. And I did. And I started sharing my story. And she told me I needed help. I called the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which I'm going to leave the link, the phone number and the link in the show notes. So if you need help, call them, contact them. And she helped me to find help local in in my area. And I went to Laura's house, which is a local um, service provider for women experiencing abuse. And I, it was It was terrifying (laughs) to walk through that door and admit that this was what was happening in my life. It was absolutely, utterly terrifying, probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. But I walked through that door and I met with the counselor and she immediately enrolled me in a group counseling program, which is probably the best thing I've ever done. They had childcare so I could bring my children with me and they could get childcare and I could sit in a group counseling program 
it was a 12-week program, and I could learn what was happening to me and why it was happening and that I wasn't alone and that it wasn't my fault, but I did have a part in it, that I was not blameless, that I needed to take responsibility for my part, and so I did. That was painful. But I realized that was so powerful because I didn't look at myself as a victim of abuse. I wasn't a victim. I refused to be called a victim. I wasn't, they called us survivors, but to me, I wasn't even a survivor. I was a warrior, right? Like, I want to see myself as Wonder Woman, (laughs) not as a survivor of a war. I want to be a warrior. And so that was the image I would have in my head. Um, It was the image I, (laughs) I, posted on my Facebook that I was Wonder Woman and I was I was a warrior and I was not a victim. I took responsibility for my part in this in both um, escalating. Sometimes, you know, I would fight back and it would escalate. And sometimes my part in it was also the um, I think Sometimes you you get lost in the victimhood and you keep letting it happen. And when I realized that what was was what was happening, I was able to say, "Oh no, 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 no. I'm not going to let that happen." It was also really the first time I learned about boundaries. First time I learned that abusers will start pushing against your boundaries. And they will move them in tiny, tiny, tiny little ways. And they will inch your boundaries back and inch your boundaries back and inch your boundaries back until you're practically falling off a cliff because your boundaries have been so pushed. And it was like a light bulb going off in my head. I I was being pushed off the cliff. If you listen to the trailer... (laughs) You know, I described it as hanging on by bloody fingernails. It was, I felt like I was in the midst of some violent thunderstorm, lightning flashing all around me, thunder booming, and I was holding on to the edge of the cliff with bloody fingernails and utterly terrified of what would happen if I let go. But I remember just wanting to let go. And through this counseling, I was able to let go and start the divorce process. And I'm sorry, I'm starting to cry right now. But I was able to let go and start that divorce process, which is utterly terrifying, you guys. Like the end of something and saying, I, I need, I need, I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall and I'm going to trust that where I land, I'm going to be okay. And, and it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through. Family court is no laughing matter. It's probably the saddest place on earth. I live in Southern California, so I live by Disney where it's supposed to be the happiest place on earth. And then not far from Disney is family court, which is the absolute saddest place on earth. And I spent many days there and felt utterly horrible and awful in court and not supported and um, didn't feel that the system had my back at all. They really didn't. 
or are my kids back? But we made it through. And and now we're so much better. And I'm going to tell you guys, I want to say this with compassion. Um, I have so much compassion for my ex. He's much better off now. I think we were toxic together for whatever reason. I'm not quite sure why. I don't know why. I don't know what it was about our combination that brought out a lot of his toxic behaviors, but it did. And now that he's able to be on his own and parenting on his own, um, he's, he's, he's in a much healthier place. And so am I. And our interactions are um, minimal as much as we keep it to a minimum, as much as we need to just make sure the kids are okay. And I have really learned not to engage and not to argue and to not escalate and um, let him be himself and not take it personally and celebrate his successes and feel sad when he doesn't have a success, when he has a loss or something bad happened. I'm, I'm able to have a lot of compassion for him. And he loves our boys. He loves our boys. And so I guess overall, it was a good outcome. I want you guys to know you're not alone and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And if you have been able to get out of an abusive relationship, bravo. That is fantastic. It's one of the absolute hardest things to do because you're brought down so low in that relationship. You don't think you have a way out. You don't think you can survive without them. You're told so often that you couldn't survive without them. You think toxicity is the norm. You think that's the way it should go. You don't think there's anything better out there. And so being able to have that strength to listen to yourself and to get out, you should be so proud of yourself. If you are still in an abusive situation and you're trying to find your way out, please know that you're not alone and that there are resources. Know that almost half of all women and men in the United States have experienced psychological aggression by an intimate partner. And that victims of intimate partner violence were actually previously victimized by the exact same offender. 77% of women, 18 to 24, 76% of women, 25 to 34, and 81% of women, 35 to 49. While these statistics are alarming, they're also comforting in a sense that you're not alone and that what you're experiencing does not mean that you're a bad person or you did anything wrong. It just means we have to learn how to stop this cycle. And you leaving that bad relationship, that toxic relationship, teaches your children not to accept that kind of behavior. Because you guys, one in 10 high school students has experienced physical violence in the last year alone by an intimate partner. One in 10. We need to teach our daughters how to identify these red flag behaviors and to not accept them. And we need to teach our sons how to be loving 
kind, wonderful humans that would never think of hurting a woman emotionally, mentally, or physically. And we can do this. We can do this together. Thank you for hanging out with me today for this really difficult conversation. I think difficult conversations are important. We have to have them. And we have to share in this conversation. I will be exploring this more in many different facets. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear how I can support you on your journey of healing. And I want to hear your warrior stories. How did you how did you get out? How did you find the strength? How are your children doing now? I want to know. So please, please share your stories with me. You can find me on Instagram. Come slide into my DMs. I love hearing from you guys. I hope you have a beautiful day and you know that you are not alone. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. If anything resonated with you in the podcast, I would love to hear about it. Please DM me on my Instagram at Tiffany Kane. Also, if this podcast makes you think of a friend that could benefit from hearing this message of support and empowerment, please share it with her. And remember, this podcast is sponsored by the Love and Life After Divorce membership group, We would be so thrilled to have you join. Have a beautiful day. And remember, of course, it's all about you. Hashtag self-love.